Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Odyssey Podcast, where me and my brother truck through cinema on a quest to find the greatest film ever made. And this week, we're talking about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Bang, 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 bang. So, huh, how'd you like the movie? It was good. It was good. Just good? Yeah, just, like, I don't know. It, yeah, just, just good. Just, just good. good. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I really dug the movie. Really funny in some parts. It's pretty funny. I'd, I'd almost qualify it as like a... An action comedy. Yeah, like an action, a western comedy, an action comedy, you know. Honestly, I thought our lead actors, Robert Redford, Paul Newman, are awesome in this movie. Yeah, they're pretty good in this movie, yeah. And honestly, I just find this to... I thought it was a really fascinating kind of movie, and it also talked a lot about, you know, the, these guys who kind of finish their run in the west and... What can you do when you've uh, lived a life of outlaws? You can't do anything else. You know, I thought it was an interesting movie. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. You know, I think they get a little artsy with it at times, which is pretty good. Were Were you not a fan of the um, slideshow of them in Coney Island? I well, I thought it just went on for too long. Honestly, <laughs> they used the full song. They did. They They used the whole song. They got to get everything they can out of them, right? <laughs> Fucking right, dude. Uh, but yeah, um. Honestly, this is just one of those interesting movies, because do you know anything about Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid? Other Hell no. Hail to the no? Hell no. Yeah, like, all I know is that they're Western guys, and that's that's it. They were like, you know, Billy the Kid Outlaws. That's literally all I knew about this movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, The Wild Bunch. Because I remember when we did The Wild Bunch episode, it was... Oh, they made this movie because of Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and made a bunch of money, so they'll do their own western action movie yeah and i was like okay so this is gonna be kind of in that vein and now watching it i'm like man butch cassidy and the sundance kids a much easier movie to to watch than the wild bunch i think so too the wild bunch might be a little bit more artsy though like there seemed to be a lot more like to chew on here or chew on there but here it's uh it's just a really like good solid western movie yeah 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 (laughs) i mean like i don't like, it does get a little artsy at times with, like, the washout of the colors to make it look all, like, yellow. The opening sequence stands out in that regard. But, I mean, honestly, it's just a buddy cow, buddy, buddy cow? bandit, buddy bandit <laughs> but, comedy. Buddy, buddy bandit, uh, rootin' tootin' action cowboy comedy. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, it, it is fascinating because, you know, it is, what is it, based mostly on uh, true, true events? Oh, uh, yeah. Most of the events that follow are true. <laughs> I, I like that most, mostly. But it is kind of interesting because this is a film you, you could consider like a, you know, a biopic, right, of Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kids. You know, their last uh, few years in mm-hmm. the crime game as they're being hunted down by the crime posse after they've robbed all the banks in america and all the trains in america and mm-hmm. then they get sent down to bolivia to keep on doing what they do and it is kind of interesting because these guys you realize near the end of the movie that they can't do anything else yeah that they've only lived this life they can't become cattle ranchers or farmers or none of these other things all they know is shoot good and robbing people yes and they're really good at that Yes. Like, all the shootouts, the shootout at the end of this movie is fucking great. Also... All the shootouts in this movie are pretty good. All the action in the movie is great. But what what I wanted to point out is when they rob the train, 
they're like, we're going to need more dynamite. And they put a lot of dynamite yeah, in that car. They blow themselves the fuck up. I was fucking blown away because I'm watching and I'm like, those are real stuntmen standing right there. And one of them gets fucking nailed mm-hmm. by those two by fours. Mm-hmm. That, shit, that shit ain't CGI. I think somebody died on this. No, there's no. Probably, probably not. Would not be surprised though. Hey man, you know they, they could have ed- done some editing. You know, it was, the, it was the '60s. It was fine. Yeah, you know, just have like a half bottle of whiskey loosen up before the explosion. That was what they used to do back in the day. Stuntmen were mostly <laughs> like you know uh, living crash test dummies. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Yep. But yeah, so I guess where do you wanna wanna get started on this one? I mean, the opening sequence is a pretty good sequence to open up on. Do you want to start with the the actual opening sequence or that? That, like, silent movie they show at the beginning. Oh, like the that was credits? cool. That was a little cool. Because the movie opens, and it's just this silent, like, film. Like, the great train robbery. But it's the, you know, Sundance Kids and the whole of the wall gang. And it's them mm-hmm. robbing the trains. And then, you know, the posse shows up. And it foreshadows the movie. Yeah. It shows that these guys, they're, you know, robbers. And they're going to be hunted down through the entirety of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool thing because at first we were watching it and it was i really hope the whole movie is not like this and it's trying to be weird and artsy but (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was really interesting and looking back on it it did just foreshadow the entire movie yeah because it ends with them all getting shot down by the by the posse Um, well actually by like the bolivian army bolivian the the whole bolivian army all of them showed up yeah literally all of them uh but yeah dos hombres dos dos hombres dos hombres banditos yankees (gasps) (gasps) <laughs> but yeah, um, and then it gets to, into the, the actual opening sequence. Where it's all washed out in yellow. It's it's all sepia tone. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's sepia tone. And when they ask Butch Cassidy, how fast are you really? And he just turns around and starts and unloads the full, oh, yeah. the full fucking gun in that guy's, uh, at that guy's belt gun. Like, cool western shit. Yeah. I love cool western shit. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, Rainer. Bro, are you okay? He shot. Real. Okay, okay. Here, <laughs> let me let me hit you with the terminology. He sh- he took his revolver. All right. He shot the man's holster apart, and then proceeded to shoot the man's piece. No, I was joking. <laughs> he <laughs> shoot that man's get. He shot his get. <laughs> I cross the room. I'm just sorry. It's just one of those things where, like, I dig westerns. I think westerns are super fun, and this one is just. Really, it is really a really fun, fun western. western, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And the it op- is. In the opening sequence, so much tension in that because it's you know cheating in the card game, mm-hmm. and it's shot like super beautifully with that you know sepia tone. It's like almost black and white, and it's so heavy shadows, and it's really really cool. And then when they ride off, isn't it know, like a long shot to it first? Like they don't cut when he's like passing out the cards and stuff like no, that. No, no, it's it doesn't cut. I think until. It literally doesn't cut until we cut to the uh, guy that accused him of cheating. Mm-hmm. And that's after he finds out that he's staring down the Sundance Kid. Yeah. That's the first time it cuts. So it's like almost three minutes unbroken just on Robert Redford's face. Which is, it's a pretty good shot. I like that a lot. Mm. And it does set up the like the whole rest of the movie because at the end of the scene, you kind of like get the thing that like Butch and the Sundance Kid are like kind of jokey kind of like loose guys you know like yeah they're not super serious oh no like butch cassidy he knows he's the smartest guy in the room or at least he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room Mm -hmm. and sundance knows he's he's the best shot they're gonna come across this side of the mississippi and it's it's so good because 
they are outclassing everyone in this little tavern for this card game. And mm-hmm. it is it is so good. Also, it shows a lot of confidence in the director and the actor to just, we're just going to hold it on his face for like five minutes. Fuck it. That's how the scene plays out. They still ADR'd it too. Oh, of course they did. They did a lot of ADR this in this whole movie. movie's ADR, dude. It's <laughs> the, it, dude, it's the fucking 70s. Best ADR in the city. Oh, fuck my cannoli. <laughs> it's not the 70s, though. Isn't this like 69 or 69? It's basically the 70s. Oh, okay, dude. 70 started in 1967 <laughs> with, with Easy Rider and, and Bonnie and Clyde. Is this like how the 90s didn't end until like 2004? Exactly. <laughs> 90s didn't end until 2004. Okay. You quote that. Quote that, everyone. Put that in your textbooks. But, um, yeah. The, the opening sequence is great. And then I like how after that, when they ride off, you know, ending of this journey, right? And they ride off into the sunset and it goes into color because that's the next step of the journey. That's a sick transition. It's so smooth. It is so smooth. And I don't... And back then, I think doing color grading was a chemical process. Yeah. So you had a motherfucker in a in a acid bath running this shit through and he's like... Uh, yeah that looks right yeah fuck it yeah uh, fuck it run it we'll be fine like that's just impressive shit like that's a lot that's going on transition is sick like honestly one of the best i've seen in a film so far because it is so subtle Mm -hmm. well it's not that it's it's not subtle but it's done very well like the gradient is good because obviously it's not subtle i can fucking tell it's right (laughs) fucking there yeah yeah, at one point it's in sepia tone and another it's in fucking color (laughs) i I just liked it because it's so smooth with the pan yeah i think that's what i'm getting at it is so smooth that it's like after that shot finished i'm like did we start this in color no no sepia tone Mm -hmm. it was good it was really good and then um i believe after that that's when we get you know butch cassidy coming back to, to the hole in the wall again. Oh, yeah. And I he, almost forgot about that. And he gets to kung fu fight Lurch. <laughs> lurch? Is it, that Lurch? No, that's literally Lurch. Oh, is it? Yeah, Ted Cassidy. He played Lurch in the original Adams Family. Oh, shit. Yeah, he literally gets to kung fu fight Lurch. Oh, all right. My bad. <laughs> all right. Sorry. <laughs> so... They yeah. go, uh... Lurch challenges for challenges him for rule over the uh, over the gang, over the hole-in-the-wall gang. Yeah. Gets his ass whipped. Gets his ass handed to him, because Butch Cassidy is the smartest guy in the room mm-hmm. when he's around these dumb sons of bitches. That was good. That was good. And also, it set up the comedy of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I think the comedy also got set up in the very... In, like, the... When we were still in sepia tone... Mm-hmm. When they were like, <laughs> when, look, just ask him, to just, just ask him to, to stick around. All right. Can you guys stick around? No, we got to get going. <laughs> no, nah, sorry. We got to get going and shovels all the money into his hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of the humor in this. It's like that. Those like classic, like little jokey one liner things. And like this movie feels like the film that Marvel steals from where it's still all a basic quips. All, it's like, it's still a basic action movie, but we're going to throw in a lot of quips. So everybody can have a laugh every once in a while. It's, it's not super serious. It doesn't get even, I feel like it's not even serious at the end when they're, I feel it has some like subtly serious moments in it. You think so? I think so. Hmm. Where, where do you think the first serious moment we get in the movie is? Because it's pretty jokey, because even after they, you know, Kung Fu Fights Lurch, we have the whole, the I mean, two robberies I, at the train station, and all that stuff, and those are pure comedy. I think, like, um, when Butch is, like, um, riding around on a bike with Etta, like, at the end of that, where it's kind of like, do you think we'd be together? And you can kind of feel that, like, Butch is a little, like, pained by that. You know, he's a yeah. little like, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, 
I'm not getting cuck in the early 1900s. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it. I guess that is a kind of a kind of a point because we we do have like the third lead in this. That's um Ada, who's Sundance's girlfriend, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to describe her as a character because I feel like her whole character motiv- motivation is she's Sundance's girlfriend. She doesn't really have much else to do in the movie. I mean, is there any more she's doing? I mean, she eventually comes she's in handy. She's more level-headed than the rest of them. Yeah, she's definitely much more of a of a realist. Mm-hmm. I mean, Butch Cassidy is, is all fantasy, right? Yes. We're just gonna think of the lady boys, Arthur. Think oh, of Olivia. God. Yeah, let's just go down to Tahiti, Arthur. Also, I finally am getting more references from Red Dead, you know? Let's just... <laughs> Just escape to Tahiti is like literally a fucking reference to this movie. Just escape to Bolivia. Look, we'll go to Bolivia. It'll be huge. <laughs> End of the movie, they're like dying. Like, how about next time we go to Australia? Oh, exactly, dude. <laughs> it's fucking funny as hell. It's so good. It is so good. Uh, but I think after that, you know, they rob the train a few times and they're like, Woodward, is that you? Because it's the same Oh, fucking yeah, it's the same cashier. guy guarding the cash. They're like, oh my god, it's still you? Wow, they're not paying you enough. <laughs> that guy literally got blown up with dynamite, and I know he ain't getting paid enough. <laughs> He's not get- And then when he impersonates the lady's voice, too. Oh, the one the lady comes out of the train and starts yelling at them. I'm not afraid of nothing. Get this train going right now. She's like, I'm a grandmother, and I got my rights. She literally <laughs> yells that. Yeah, I'm a grandmother. I know my rights. I, I beat alcohol, or I beat whiskey. I beat gambling, and I can beat you. <laughs> <laughs> that, this movie... Is so fucking and, funny, and all the rest of them are just like we got. We don't got time for this. We 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 definitely don't got time for this. And, and oh my god, it, this movie is so fucking funny. It is really funny, and when they're being chased down too, they're like, "Do they not need to eat or sleep? What is wrong with these people? Who are these?" They, they say like, "Who are these people?" Like ten times. Yes, and they're just trying to come up. It's like, oh, it's that it's that native tracker they got. Oh yeah, oh. No. Lord Baltimore. <laughs> Lord Baltimore. Oh, that's a bad motherfucker right there. <laughs> oh, no. It's John LaForge. John LaForge. Oh, God. I don't even know if Sundance could take him one-on-one. <laughs> oh, we're so fucked. <laughs> I, and they go up into the fucking mountains, and they have, like, scattered their fucking horses. They're climbing up fucking rock walls. Mm-hmm. They get to, like, the fucking They literally cliffside. can't get away from these guys no matter what they do. They're like fucking ghosts. They are the force of nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Okay. There, there's the theme here. It's they are the force of nature coming, coming for them. They are the passage of time. Yeah, and because they're you know killing off the the old school you know cowboy mm-hmm. outlaws or whatever, they're killing the old west. the The movie's whole thing is this is it's the death of the old west. The, yeah, the death of the old west and America. They push that out and then. Really, the South America was the closest you can get to, like, an old Western kind of, like, you know, lawless bank robbing prairie thing. And even then, that caught up eventually. Yeah, that eventually caught up with the, you know, just send the federales after them. Yeah, yeah. They, they worked with the Wild Bunch, can work with Sundance and Butch Cassidy. Mm-hmm. But the my favorite part about the posse chase down, because they're up in the fucking bumfuck mountains. Yeah. They get to the cliffside. Sundance is like, look, we'll just shoot him out. Like, we could take him. And Butch is like, Sundance, we'll die here. Or we can jump off this cliff into the water. Sundance, hell fucking no. Sundance is like, no. 
no, no, I gotta get my shot. <laughs> Look, we're gonna die here. We could just go over the water. It, it'll be fine. We'll swim. We'll swim down. No. Why not? Why not Sundance? I, I, I don't swim. I, I can't swim. <laughs> I laughed. I, me <laughs> and Paul Newman laughed at the same time. It's so good. It's such a good little scene. Yes, and and then finally they're but, just like. Like, you kind of understand more why Butch wants to, like, leave. He wants to, like, jettison himself from the situation. He doesn't shoot anybody. Yes! He doesn't shoot anybody until, like, the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Which is fascinating, because you think of uh, the the cowboy outlaws, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh, Billy the Kid killed 20 men, one for each year he was alive or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's all these other, like, cowboy westerns things, right? Butch Cassidy never killed anybody? I mean, in, in the movie universe. I don't know. I didn't read his biography. <laughs> but it's really fascinating. So it's like Sundance is the muscle and Butch Cassidy is the brains. And that's yeah. kind of their relationship. That's how smart Butch is, you know. It's a good robber if you don't have to kill anybody. It, that is true. That is true. They'll send bounty hunters after you to catch you. Because, well, they didn't kill anybody. They're not on trial for murder. It's robbery. Yeah, robbery's well, that, not a hanging offense. Well, I'm just saying, in, in the old Weston, you steal enough money, then, uh, what was the guy's name? Like LaForge. Hi- no, no, Hiram, like the... Oh, yes, yes, uh, B.R. Hiram. The, yeah, the... or E.H. Harriman. Each eight E.H. Harriman. Yeah, E.H. Harriman is gonna act like you just fucking shot his kids, alright? <laughs> you stole his goddamn money, he gonna come after you. He, he's gonna send LaForge and, and uh, Lord, Lord Baltimore. Baltimore. I just love that. Hey, they got, they got the, they got the tracker. I heard he tracked, he, I heard he tracked one man through the snow for a thousand miles. They don't say that in the movie. That's I like felt, a reference to something else. I felt it in, I felt it in the movie. I felt that shit was no, going to happen. They, 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 I think they said something along the lines, like he can track him over any, oh, like, uh, over rock through water, you know, day or night, you know? <laughs> and we never see him. We never no, see the possum. No, they're just off in the distance. Or if we do, they're so, they're cloaked in shadows. Mm-hmm. They're, and again, it's they're they're just presented as this force of nature, and we're following Butch Cassidy and some yeah, of these kids just resisting. They, they this. can be you know represented as either time or the death of the West or karma or or even just death. Mm-hmm. Death comes for us all, mm-hmm. and it's coming for these two guys who basically live. I mean, the easy life, you know. They, Robin trains ain't that. I, easy. I know Robin trains ain't that easy, but a little funner than hell. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even even they say within the movie that. They never really worked a day in their life. No. Never never worked on a farm. Well, never... They said they tried before, you know, it's during their cattle out. rustling days. They tried ranching a bit. Didn't go so well. Yeah, you know, we kind of just stole more more cattle to make up for it, and it was fine. <laughs> but yeah, they... And I love that chase when they're running away from the posse. Yeah. Because they go up into the mountains, they jump off the cliff, they run down the river, and they finally get back to Etta, and they realize... These guys won't stop until we're dead. Mm-hmm. Bolivia? B- B- Bolivia? Vegas, baby? Vegas, baby? Coney Island, baby? Co- yes. And they go to... They, they have a stop off in fucking New York. Of course they do. Well, that's how you get to South America, you know? That's that's the olden West. I suppose. And and that's the weird part of the movie. That's the slideshow. Yeah, it's, it goes on too long. I thought it was a good transition. Then I was like... We're still here? We're, we're, we still we still doing this. I ate. <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's one of those things where it's like I got it after like a minute. I was like, oh, okay, they ha- they're living it up in you know Coney Island. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And they're gonna have their last hurrah before they go to Bolivia, right? 
And then I was like, oh no, they must have been there for a while. Man, we've been here for a while. Let's, uh, uh okay, all right, now, now we're in Bolivia. And it's in the, a no-horse town. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even call it a one-horse town. It was a no-horse town. <laughs> yeah, they show up in bumfuck nowhere Bolivia. <laughs> I just love that. They show up and then Sundance is so fucking angry. He's pissed. And I, and I love how Butch Cassidy fucking responds to this is, look, they got banks. Maybe this is, you know, this isn't even their Atlantic City. We'll find their Atlantic <laughs> City. It'll be okay. It'll be okay, Sundance. And Sundance is like, why the fuck do I let you talk me into these things? <laughs> why Why do you gotta have all these great ideas? What's wrong with you? There's just so many funny moments in this movie. Like when they go to rob the bank in Bolivia for the first time. Oh my god, I laugh my tits off. <laughs> they, they like walk into the place, they look around, and then the guy starts talking to them in Spanish, and they just... They just leave. <laughs> they just, they're, they're walking, they're just like outside, they're getting their guns ready, it's like, alright, so when we walk in, it's like, I know how to rob a bank, I've been doing this for years. Go in like Dirty Harry, Sky comes like, bueno, donde estas? like, uh, good day sir, just fucking walk out. They just walk out, I don't, I don't know what to do. They <laughs> like, spaghetti falling in my pockets, oh no. <laughs> fucking hilarious. And then they have like the, the like sequence of them like trying to learn Spanish. Yes, Etta has to sit around and teach them Spanish and they're just like, they're like what sitting, does this mean? They're like sitting at a dinner table and it's like, open the safe. And then they say it back in Spanish. Oh god, and, and when Sundance <laughs> is trying to get a little from Etta and she's like, I'm not, we're not, this isn't happening until you can say, put your hands up in Spanish. <laughs> or And he's like, come on, and I'll figure it out after, uh, baby. It's a I just the tip of my, tongue. my tongue. Oh god. <laughs> uh, that shit is so fucking funny, because even when they go to rob the banks, fucking Butch Cassidy Butch, still has a fucking crib notes! Butch has crib notes. He fucking pulls out his 3x5 note card like he's in fucking Spanish <laughs> class in high school. He's like, Donde esta biblioteca? <laughs> Mi amo es Cassidy. El Cefo Tenero. It is so good. Fucking great. Oh my god. Gold. It, it, it is solid fucking gold. And then after that, you know, they, they start getting famous. That's mm-hmm. Bandito Yankees. Bandito Yankees. I like the like the, the drawing they have too. <laughs> where where you're looking at it and you're like, that's some fucking like comic book drawing. That guy <laughs> looks like Doc Savage and Mr. Fantastic. What no, the they fuck? look like total fucking chads in the drawing. Like, yeah, what did they, I say? They made them look like ten times better in the drawing. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. Cause because they just are robbing every bank in Bolivia, right? Yeah. And they're they're going hard. And then one night, they see in the distance the posse. Well, they see no, no. It's not that they see the posse, but they see out the window of like the fancy restaurant they're at because they found a fancy restaurant somewhere in Bolivia. You know, they had to. Yeah. And they see a a white straw hat. It's got to be John Lafors. John Lafors, he wears a white straw hat. That's he knows him. Yeah. If we ever seen him wear a white straw hat before, fuck it, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> and it, he, he wears a white straw hat when he's chasing them. You can barely see it. You know, it's like mile four, off in the distance, four pixels wide. You know. <laughs> And and then they're just like, look, they're going to catch us the next time we rob someplace. So what if we just don't rob nobody? We'll go straight. <laughs> and Randy is fucking just 
He's like, Randy's I remembering. know what's happening. Like, I don't, I know, remember what's about to happen. They go and talk to fucking Prospector Joe. You know, like yes. the most stereotypical fucking. I'm waiting for this guy to put on. To, I'm waiting for this guy to flip up the bill of his hat and go, I started, boys, let's go. <laughs> or start, I found gold in them there. Yeah, or start complaining about his lumbago. <laughs> yes, yes. It is so fucking meme worthy. <laughs> and, and then they're like, look. I'll hire you on as guards for the payroll. They go into town. He's picking up the payroll from the bank. And Butch Cassidy and Sundance are just mad dogging into the fucking corner. Well, yeah, like, they're we just trying this place, to, right? They're like, we, we hit this place in June, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Shit. We're just trying to not be seen. And and then, you know, they're on their way back. And it, this is the next gunfight. No, no, but, but here's oh. the thing, though. First, we got to talk more about Prospector Joe, which is now his official title. Prospector Joe, who spits more shoe <laughs> than I, I think could fill a <laughs> two-liter bottle thing, of Coke. But the thing, though, is that when he spits, if it dribbles down his chin, he goes, ah, god damn it. <laughs> and if not, if he spits it right, it goes, bingo. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is so, so, so fucking funny. <laughs> Like, because that guy is just, he's a, he's a character in a caricature. And he's, I don't even, I don't that know. man's living his best life. He is living his best life. He's like, I've been in Bolivia 10 years. I, oh, no. I own this mine. <laughs> he was like, being in Bolivia 10 years gives you, makes you colorful, a character. Like me, I got a little colorful living alone in Bolivia 10 years. <laughs> uh, Prospector Joe, you a good man. I'm uh. so young. He did. I mean, he looked like in his late 70s in this movie. Like, he lived a long life. But they're riding back, and then they get ambushed by, by banditos that are not Yankees. And that that's a great sequence, because, you know, they get shot, and it's all that tension. You never see where the shooting's coming from. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, throw the They throw money the coins out. up, and then they run away. And they come back. Mm-hmm. They track down the banditos. And Butch Cassidy tries to reason with them in Spanish, and that shit ain't fucking happening. Because his Spanish is fucking horrible. Spanish is fucking atrocious. Like, I know I sounded like I knew Spanish words. My Spanish is awful. It's absolutely horrible. The, I am better than Butch Cassidy. The best part about that whole sequence, though, is that now they're the woodcock defending the money. Yes. <laughs> they are. They, I think they're literally using the same lines that Woodcock used in the beginning. It's like, it's not our money. It's not our money. We gotta, we gotta take it. We gotta protect it. You're hired to protect this money. <laughs> Ugh. And then that's when Butch Cassidy reveals. He's like, I ain't never shot nobody, Sundance. Sundance's like, you really should have told me this before we got up here. <laughs> All right, fuck it. And then, you know, just aim center mass and you'll hit something. <laughs> you know, you gun, the, gun these banditos down. <laughs> Obviously, you know, probably Butch Cassidy probably hit the broadside of a barn at while. Fucking... And Sundance was like, well, only needed one each. That's all I needed. He probably got a fucking clat in there somewhere. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I only have a four shooter. There's six guys here. I got this. <laughs> I got this. Uh, but they they get that, and I think that's the moment in the movie where they realize there's no chance they can go straight. Oh yeah, when they go back to Edda. Yeah, you know they they try to go straight. They try to be you know guards or whatever. They kill these guys, and they're like, that was literally us like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they look like they were having more fun, and they're getting paid more. <laughs> Shut the fuck. You know, but yeah, they go back to Edda and that's when they had that. That's the serious moment in the movie that I think really drives home these two as characters when they're talking about, well, is there anything else we can do? Oh, you can start a farm. I don't know how to farm. farm. Well, what about a ranch? Ranches you can do. We tried that. That didn't didn't go so well. well. You got to be young to be a ranch. You know, hours are hard. Yeah. And they're 
I don't really know how old they are, like, in context of the movie, but, I mean, they look kind of older. You know, Paul maybe Newman. 40? Yeah, yeah. Butch Cassidy looks like he's probably in his 40s, you know, maybe early 50s. And Sundance, it might be 30. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd probably be reasonable. But they're maybe not the end of their lives, but they're at the end of their runs. They yeah. don't, there's no out for them. And that's when the, uh... Well, that's when Edda says, you know, I think I'll go, I think I'll go home early. Because she knows how this plays out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Etta goes home, and Sundance and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid go for a just a nice, nice eat at the cantina. And that's when they are discovered because they used a marked horse from one of their jobs. Mm-hmm. And then the entire fucking Bolivian army shows up. Yes, and it's fucking lit. Well, before the entire Bolivian army shows up, there's, like, a huge fucking shootout with some quips in between. Yes, yes, the quips. Like, it is Marvel movie levels of quips. But except they're actually kind of good. Yeah, yeah, these are way better than Marvel movies. <laughs> I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. This is the best Marvel movie that's not a Marvel movie. Exactly. And what are your thoughts on the final sequence? Where, you know, the shootout. I think it's good. I think it's really good. You think it's good? Especially, like, their conversation in between, you know, like, them getting injured and then, like, the final, final shot. Oh, I love that. Where Butch Cassidy is just being like, look, I got one more place we can go. So it's like, you can't. Like, there's, I don't want any more of your ideas. He's like, all right, all right. It was Australia. Because I know, I know you're probably curious. <laughs> so I thought you should know. <laughs> it's it, Australia. And it's so... Name it's, me one thing good about Australia. They speak English there. They speak English there? They do speak English. They got banks, too. <laughs> Luxious and beautiful banks. The banks of the women. Yes. <laughs> and I, I love it. Even, like, right bef- before, like, the final shootout, like, when they get shot at, right, they're preparing to, like, their game plan to shoot back. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how many of them do you think there are? He's like, one. And he pulls out his hat, and then the hat goes... It's like 50 shots blast He's like, man, do you ever get tired of being right? <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Or or when they're, like, getting up, and, you know, like, Butch Cassidy's injured, and they had, he has to, like, wrap the gun into mm. his hand because he can't keep a grip. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you see LaForge out there? Nah, I don't think he's here. Oh, oh thank God. I thought we didn't have a chance. <laughs> And then they... There's the entire fucking Bolivian army outside. Only person they're afraid of is LaForce. <laughs> Only person they're afraid of is LaForce. And, and it's... And they run out, and it just... It just it does, like, the, the freeze frame with the gunshots. And it pulls out, and you just hear the gunshots, and... And then, you know, credits roll, and it's a... It's a beautiful ending. It's good. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this movie is, is a lot more than, like, a good movie. I think it is a great movie. But um, I'm kind of biased. I, I kind of feel that it has, like, a, a lot of, like, good influence on cinema. But, like, it itself, like, it's it's not going to, like, break the top three or nothing for me. Like, it's I, just a really good one. I don't think it'll break, you know, my top three or whatever. Or, you know, this is, like... It's just it, a really, it's just it's a really good movie. It's so good. It's so good. Like, this is one of those movies where... we've We've had this come up before where we have movies that are... I appreciate this mm-hmm. for being an impressive feat of cinema like titanic that is an yeah. impressive feat of cinema it's just not very eh, you know this is like this is a really good movie like this is incredibly watchable for being like what 52 53 years old mm-hmm. this movie i can see it's like 
fun, lighthearted action influence on cinema post this. But it doesn't have, like, that Sunrise Chew or, like, that Sophie's Choice. Like, Chew of, like, a yeah, deeper theme that yeah. I can really attach onto. Like, Wild Bunch has that, where I can really dig into a deeper theme. This has more, like, like two or three pretty broad ones that are very character-centric. Yeah. And I think that's good for the story it's trying to tell. I think so, too. You know, it's just... Randy wants Blade Runner. I want... I heckin' want Blade Runner, goddammit. <laughs> he's like, why can't Blade Runner just have better? And then it would have been my top two already. God damn it. Turns to Blade Runner 2049. No, I was joking. <laughs> soon. Soon, my pet. Soon. Uh, re- I just really dig this movie. This might be, uh, go in my personal, like, favorites for the list so far, but, you know. I mean, I dug it too, but it's just kind of one of these things where it's like, you know, I always want that, like, that little underneath, you know? The, I, I want the, the whole thing. To be stacked from top to bottom. Because mm. even in um, The Wild Bunch, which we're just going to compare this directly to The Wild Bunch because they're the two They're the two Westerns. Westerns we've seen so far. And with The Wild Bunch, you had the, oh, you know, time is coming, or the end of the Western, all that stuff. But it also had the thing of violence and how that violence kind of affected the youth and, like, mm-hmm. all the kids in there. And also how the life of violence these guys lead also kind of alienates them from their own from like the society yeah and causes them to have this like really awkward family unit where we have that same thing in butch cassie and sundance kid but we don't have the whole violence messaging yeah where it's you know oh these guys way of violence and it how it influences people around them or the children or this or that and it doesn't have themes beyond that it's a lot of how the passage of time just comes for these guys and how these characters inhabit the world and how that world is changing around them and mm-hmm. they have to try and find a new world to inhabit that's close enough to their old one. Because when we yeah. get to Bolivia, it looks like a Mexican village you would see in, like, an old west town. Yeah. It looks like, like, Fiesta Village in, like, Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, God. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. But it, well, it looks like the fucking Mexican village from the Wild Bunch. It does. And it's like, okay, the, it's them escaping where it's them escaping America to try and find a new Wild West for them yeah, to inhabit. Find a new West. And eventually they find out, well, there's not there's not a new West. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an interest it's such an interesting story. But, you know, it's it doesn't ask, you know, what does it mean to be human? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is what Randy looks for in every movie. <laughs> you know, nobody releases a dove as they die at the end of the movie, you know? <laughs> Dude, if this movie ended with a dove flying across the screen in the still in yeah, a- after in the free still. in the freeze frame and then you see a dove just fly 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 across the screen. Mm-hmm. Randy had been like And then like it cuts what? to like some inspirational quote from like Marcus Aurelius or some shit. It's like uh, uh, what is it? It's <laughs> no no it, it cuts it's it's a quote and it's like uh, um uh, live long enough to be the villain or die a hero. Oh, God. That's, it's wow. so... Yes, just wow. straight bad. And then the Joker shows up. Shut the fuck up. And then it's Butch, Butch Cassidy's Sunday's kid is Batman and Robin. All right? What is wrong with you? I, I saw the Batman, like, last week, and I I don't know. I mean, I really dug that movie. That that movie was a sleeper, though. After I got out, I was like, I don't know if that movie's actually all that good. And then, like, a week later, I'm like, eh, okay, yeah, no, that movie's actually pretty good. It's, it's probably, like, top three Batman <coughs> But, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Anywhere else you want to go with this one? I mean, I think it's very influential in, like, you know, in not just in Westerns, Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's obviously not that many more years of Westerns after this thing comes out. Yeah, and this comes out in 69, Westerns pretty, I feel like this has, like, a lot of influence on, like, Buddy Cop. 
Yeah. Like, it's got, like, a lot of, like, the same kind of, like, quipping at each other, you mm. know, like, that, like, connectivity to, between the two of them. You know what it reminds me of? And this might be weird. Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. These two guys that, you know, come together to kind of make quippy little comments to each other, but you can tell they're, like, a team. Yeah. And they're off on, you know, this adventure, and obviously the, you know... The stories are not similar at all, but I can see the influence of them. Yeah. Another one is, like, even the French connection that we've already seen so far. And it's, you know, these two cops, and, you know, some of them make comments to each other, and it's a little buddy action movie. And that's kind of what the movie is, yeah, you know? They're not, like, that buddy buddy connection. They're not French that buddy. Connection. Yeah, I know. They're, they're two surly cops. It happens. Mm-hmm. Well, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, they're buds, you yeah. know? They're having themselves a giggle. <laughs> That's that's true. They're they're just two dudes on the open range having themselves a giggle. You know, another movie no. this this uh, probably influenced Brokeback Mountain. No I'm joking. <laughs> I've never seen Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Didn't it win an Oscar? I think so. But yeah, I think this movie is is just also Robert really... Redford in some scenes looks a lot like uh, what's his name from Brokeback Mountain? Heath Ledger. No. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is. Is he, just like that, like sometimes, like in the shadows, right? And you can see his like chin. It looks like him. So I need, I need to know, Randy. Does that make Robert Redford on your time travel fuck list? No, no, no. Randy's like Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't need a time machine. <laughs> I don't need a time. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Look, look, Randy. Like the people need to know of your undying love, man love for Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Gosling. All right. Well, they already know about it. So <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> like, what's the standout scene of the movie? Standout scene the whole movie. The one where if you needed to convince somebody, like, this is a great movie, this is what you show them. Or this is what the movie's about, and this is what you show them. <laughs> Can I show them the whole sequence from when they first walk into the Bolivian bank to when they actually rob it? <laughs> <laughs> that might, that would definitely give you the vibe of the movie. Yeah, that, that is like 100% like, I think like the best like little snippet of the movie is from when they first walk, when they're standing outside the Bolivian bank to when they actually rob it. You know, like them go, like being like, I know how to rob a bank all the way up until they're like standing in it with the fucking crib notes. like Which is like the best. <laughs> that, so fucking good. That gives you all the tone you need in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a crime movie. It's, it's a comedy and you're just along for the ride. That's what the movie is. It's just a ride. Yeah. But um, I guess, Randy, where do you think it sits on the list? Up, down, over, out? Because I ain't gonna lie, this is... You might think this is a little high on the list being at number 73. Yeah. I mean, it's really good and, like, I don't really have much bad to say about it. Is this like Silence of the Lambs where there's nothing wrong with the movie? But I don't feel like ranking it that high. Eh, same with Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah, basically same with Silence of the Lambs. Just a, just a really good movie. It doesn't do anything really wrong, but uh, there's something so- missing. It's solid across the board. Mm-hmm. It has a little. It has a little bit of chew, but it doesn't have like you know a lot of crunch on it. Yeah, which is you know a kind of a thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think if you wanted to film a good like buddy movie or a western movie, you watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. I think this is a movie you go back and you study. Like Silence of the Lambs, you could go back and study that screenplay. Yeah. And it would and it would work. That's kind of the same with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. As a movie, works flawlessly. As just a, a entertaining story, works perfectly. 
cinematography is great. It won Oscars for screenplay and for cinematography and all this other oh, stuff. And it won for best original song. And best original song. <clears throat> Raindrops keep falling on my head, which oh, okay, that sequence was a little weird. Where it's the weird like <clears throat> like montage where it's like are they fucking Butch and uh, Etta are like riding around on the on the bike and just like getting. Like, it looks like some shit from, like, a 1920s silent comedy. No, no, it's from a 1970s shampoo commercial. Oh, God, yeah, it's like, like some shit like that, you know? It's, like, the strangest little interlude of the movie where... They have a couple of those in this movie that are a little long and kind of strange. I guess that's, like, kind of something I can be like, ah, you know what, I'll, I'll shave a little bit off the top. Then, uh, yeah, I mean... The interludes are kind of weird and long. yeah. It, it's one of those things where we have the benefit of, you know, decades of movies building on top of this shit where we, we figured that shit out. At least some movies have figured that shit out. And, yeah, for this being 69, I'm like, I give it credit. It definitely it works. Yeah. And it, it just feels really weird. Mm-hmm. It is a movie I think you would... Those are moments in the movie where a modern viewer would probably have an issue with and they're like the fuck is this the fuck is this yeah raindrops keep, keep falling on my head and they're like it's like some it's the shit whole from song a, it's some shit from a rom-com they're just riding around on a bike together you know yes like, and it and it what am i watching the movie's playing with genre man no <laughs> it, it's it's not padding it is it, it's a little bit of padding which is weird because i think this movie is like at at least like two hours long i think it's 110 yeah, okay, okay, so ten minutes shy of two hours. Wait, they did not need that fucking padding. They did not, no. Yeah, I feel gypped. Actually, know. you know, if this movie clocked in, you know, like, ten minutes, like, shorter, you know, I'd be... You were just like, that is good thing. would be pretty good, you know? I like me a short, good one. Uh, Randy likes his tight 90s. Oh, fucking tight 90s. You're horrible. Fucking... But, um, Butch casting the Sundance Kid at 73, you're thinking too high? For what we've seen so far, yeah. A little too high. Although I think once the list, the whole list shakes Starts out. spreading out a little. I think it'll probably stick around somewhere around there. When we end the list, it'll probably be, be in the same spot. Do you think it stays on the list? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, easily. Def- definitely easily. I can see the influence of this movie, like... As an entertaining w- flick, it's perfect. It's perfect, you know, like, I like being able to just have some nice, like, watchable, influential movies on the list, like, mm. perfect, you know? Yeah. Watchable, you know, in a American genre, influential, you know, you can do, like, an actual good movie with, like, you know, it takes oh, some chances like this. This hits every little criteria, you know? It's got it's got a little bit of everything, you know? It's not the best at any one of these things, but... It's, it's all just, there. It's good. And it's that, good. And that's Randy's thing. He's like, if it just was as deep as Blade Runner, it'd be perfect. Yeah, you know, yeah. it came with a force feedback cod piece. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Alright, so, uh, that is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Unless you have any uh, last words? Draw. <laughs> But yeah. I never shot no one. <laughs> but uh, next week, Randy, this is a movie that I would be surprised if you've never seen before. And that is The Shawshank Redemption. I've seen this movie at least like twice or uh, three times. Uh, twice or three times? Yeah. Randy, Randy don't rewatch anything unless he likes it. Thoughts? Yeah. Is, how long has it been since you've seen it? 
probably like at least 10 years at this point. Jesus, okay. So somewhere around there, maybe like nine. Because I, I think I watched this in film school. Oh, did for, you? Yeah, for like a screenwriting, screenwriting class. I mean, I remember really liking this movie. It was It's very good. Like, I think you're really going to dig it. It's based on a Stephen King um, short story or novella. Wait, is it really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's also... I don't um, expect this out of Stephen King at all. Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm like, in the book, does he, like, fucking murder the whole cell block or some shit? No, no, it's 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 uh, it's uh based on Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. I've read it before. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, no. I'm over here being like, Stephen King. Like, yes. that's, that's Stephen that's King. That's Stephen King. The one that has the kids fucking uh, at the end of It. That's Stephen the King. Fuck what is wrong with you? That's what happens at the end of the I book. I know, Dean. Everybody knows. Ugh. <laughs> oh. But yes, Stephen King wrote, wrote the original story for uh, The Shawshank Redemption. And I'm really excited for it, because I really like that movie, but again, I haven't seen it since fucking freshman year film school, so it's been a minute, so I'm excited to give it a rewatch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, because I, I know I'm going to like it, and then, you know, we're, we'll probably have a lot to talk about. And then you're going to have to redo the whole, your whole, like, ranking category, and it's all going to we'll get see. whisked up. We'll see. I'm expecting it to be a lot like all the Presidents Men and Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Just good all around, but, like... There's nothing really wrong with them, but... Damn. Also, I almost forgot, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, written by the same guy that did all the Presidents Men. Oh, right, right, right. Randy, just William Goldman. He did all the Presidents Men, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, Princess Bride... Come on now. Did he really? Yeah. He wrote the book, too. Makes sense. He wrote the book? Yeah, he wrote the book, and then he wrote the screenplay based off the book. (laughs) Fucking... Because he's a fucking Chad. (laughs) Okay, dude. He's the greatest screenwriter of all time. Come at me. But yeah, so if you wanted to listen to that for Shawshank Redemption next week, you can visit us anywhere you can find podcasts. That's Google Podcasts, Spotify, so on and so forth. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, The Film Vault. That is right. Our YouTube channel, The Film Vault, because we changed it. So go on there, subscribe, comment, watch a bunch of stuff, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun. But Randy, any last words? I ain't never killed nobody. You should have told me that before we got up here. (laughs) All right, everybody. You have a good week.